Welcome to a new conversation with Hani and Peretz. Today, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm pouring myself some wine. <laughs> All right, start again. I can remain on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to a new conversation with Hani and Peretz. And when we use the word "new," we we are compelled to look at things in a new way. And today, we want to share with you what is compelling us to focus on exploring the intersection between life and Judaism and Judaism and life. Okay, they're they're in a circle dance, waltzing, um, tangoing, and everything else. And when thinking about this question, I go back. I go back to when I was a daughter, a young girl, and how I absorbed Judaism and in my particular context, uh, a Hasidic Judaism in a community in Brooklyn, as well as growing up from the age of zero to 20 in a home. And if I would generalize, Judaism and a Hasidic way of life took priority over my own life. It was an, it was an important feature to remain a healthy part of a community, to do well in school, to be a role model for others, to make it into the right seminary. And um, how I was doing was secondary. So as long as everything looked good and appeared well, then that blending was considered healthy. And as a sibling now, some of my adult siblings um, choose another way of living where Judaism is put away and um, their own personal lives and their own pursuits are a priority. And I've been impacted by both of these experiences in a way where I, I've come to deeply understand that a person needs to be able to live and express themselves and simply be alive in a vibrant and healthy way. And Judaism needs to come second, though it, it doesn't play out first, second, first, second. But the priority, on the, the number one thing on the list is the health of a person in a wholesome way. This actually reminds me of a conversation we once had with a, um, a, a mentor uh, who was an expert in children in education. And we were exploring one of our kids what school to send him into or, or, or his condition in school and his um, sort of, we, we, we were taking apart his state as, as a kid and his Judaism. And this mentor says, you're doing the right thing. And he actually referenced a verse that is said in the daily prayer. Um, it says in the, in, in, it goes, Le'olam adam, a person should be a person one should be a person and then it says God fearing in modestly or, or, or within themselves and it says first be a person and then you could be God fearing and have that relationship with God and uh, I like the word in a modest way which we'll leave for an entire other podcast and so yes and so it has informed me so much now as a mother and also your wife, um, how we raise our own children, where we, we, we have deeply come to understand the importance of um, recognizing that they don't belong to us, knowing that we cannot manipulate them or mold them, and 
the healthiest way is to live as a role model with this integration of Judaism and life done in a wholesome, healthy way. If I can do that, and if my ch- then when my children see it, and they see it every moment, they will, that will be the, b- the best way that they will learn how to do the same. So you're describing what's compelling you to explore this because of your personal experience and also because of how you're actually living your own life. Uh, but what about as your role as a, as a teacher, as a, as a shlucha, so to speak, uh, towards others? Uh, why do you think this is relevant or important for them? I know I'm, I'm sort of like, I'm, I'm thinking out loud. It's a, it's a good question, and, and it has been an evolving experience for me. When I was younger and less comfortable and knowledgeable, right, within myself, I'm in my early 40s, that's 20 years later after I first officially took the role on as a Chabad Shlucha, um, my kind of conversations that I seek and pursue and cultivate with, with students and adults is not one that is let's open a text and, and, and see what the weekly por- Torah portion says. Rather, it's um, what's going on with you? Um, how can we um, explore a Jewish idea using your experience and your, your interests? And, you know, and, and, and carefully cluing in to these nuanced words and statements that are said, uh, extracting through careful questioning what kind of relationship people have, have with different dynamics of Judaism. You know, and it comes to mind is that when we were younger uh, and we weren't that experienced and, and we sort of more approached it in the, in the uh, approach from let's share as much text and as many, you know, idea, make the ideas of Torah more accessible to people and not engage with the intersection, there were people who became deeply committed to Yiddishkeit and became Judaism, Judaism and, and became religious. And because we didn't guide them in that intersection, and not at our fault because we were not sufficiently experienced, they went on to having complicated lives, marriages, and the, and some of them come back to us and say, "Why did you, you know? Why did you let this happen?" To which we say, "Are we talking about a whole lot? Many? No, 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 no. Just a few individuals. Yes. Okay. Just, just few, wanted to clarify. Just, yeah, that. just a few individuals. But I know if 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 they would have been in our lives today, mm. it would look a lot different, and uh, and, and a lot they would be in a lot better position. Correct. And also. We have also been able to successfully nurture a healthier relationship with Judaism with others. Yes. So uh, yes, I, I know we reflect a lot, and sometimes it may sound like we're 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 very hard on ourselves in our in our deep desire to continuously grow and improve, and and sometimes we are. Yeah. <laughs> but I also need to remind us both that we've, you know been blessed thank god to also help others navigate that well and and we find ourselves actually doing that a lot more with the alumni our 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 friends and adults in our lives now we don't just talk about um we're not just sitting 
in a Jewish class, we, we talk about marriage and raising children and relationships, relationships yes. with their parents, um, siblings, and, and we have 40 years of life, which is, which is very rich and deep. And, and we, we bring that forward in our own lives and we are therefore able to, to, to explore these ideas with others who are in similar life stages. Yeah. And then there are those whom again asking what's compelling us to, to go in this direction is with uh, is seeing that if we want to get people to learn about Yiddishkeit learn about Judaism absorb Judaism we have to bring their whole self into the conversation and not compartmentalize it often Jewish education is compartmentalized in the sense that learn this text, learn this idea, follow these rituals, enter into the space of the rituals, enter into the space of the text and the ideas, and then leave it, or only bring a part of yourself into it. And that's generally how Jewish education operates. Well, I mean, all education operates that way. Well, it's just a few hours. It's just part of the day. And also a particular point in your life. Yes. And... Uh, what's really important is to bring your whole self into it. So with students, we want to help them, show them, or nurture them into this engagement of Judaism, bringing their whole self into it. And when you mean whole self, you said that a few times. What do you mean whole self? I mean, it's not only about an, a conversation about observing Shabbat, for instance, but it's about what does observing Shabbat look like on the day itself and what does it look like during the week who, who are you or or what part of you i'm sounding abstract yes perhaps what you perhaps what you may mean to say or or how i understand sure. it is that we would talk we would explore what is your relationship with time look like mm, right how are you um productive and how are you distracted thank you <laughs> how 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 much do you like to own your time and how much do you kind of let it go and then say oh my gosh where did my day go right those are different kinds of attitudes to have how does that play out in a in an observance of shabbat and then how do you sanctify time because that is essentially what shabbat is is mm -hmm. sanctifying the time good point thank you for <laughs> clarifying that well yeah w w we 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 can have a wonderful grand idea, but if we can't bring it down, it, it just stays up there floating along with all the other people who have wonderful grand ideas. Mm. Um, so I also understand that this kind of conversation may not have been a fit 20, 30, 40 years ago when Judaism and, and Jewish people had a different kind of relationship or was assumed right this is what you're going to do now people are engaged in their self in a whole nother way and we need to honor that and dignify that and engage it so i understand why my parents raised me differently than the way i raise my children and i anticipate my children will raise their own children and it will look different as well i i want to strive to pay attention to the rhythm of life and to the to the rhythm of Judaism, which looks different in America today. Yes. I mean, the world is so different today than it was 20 years ago when we arrived here in Waltham. And a lot of it is due to technology, which that's, it's not just, oh, 
we were night better then or the Mm-mm. back then it was it, it, the technology the world of technology that we live in today has transformed the world and has transformed how we interact and uh in so many so many ways and and what you're saying is yes we need to respond to that and live within that and, and as you honor it mm-hmm. so as we sit here and have this conversation it it continues to excite me to to reflect on the wonderful and sometimes uh, difficult conversations we've had and the ones we are in the middle of creating. And so... We, we invite mm-hmm. you to join us in a conversation and that's why we created M54. Mm-hmm. M54 is a space, uh, an invitation for people to engage with us in conversations uh, individually or as a couple or in a group, uh, a, a social group, uh, a, a synagogue, a community, to engage in a conversation that explores uh, the intersection of Judaism and life, and Judaism is so broad, and life is so broad, and so multi-layered, and so can each conversation be. So to explain again, M54, M stands for the magic of 54. 54 is three times 18. One life that engages with another life allows for a new liveliness to emerge. Three times eight is 18 is 54. And 54 is our home address, which is just neat. Have a great rest so, of your day. So visit m54.co. Yes. m54.co. Not .com. .co. Have a wonderful day. <laughs>